Okay, we've already we've done a lot Yeah, usually we start the day with this, but instead I had a uh, one-beat session, which was very, very nice, and then uh, we had band practice, and then we were going to do this, but I required a donut before you we did could require go any a donut. further. We went on a mission for donut, which took us all over. Outside of the city, actually. We went to the we went to the city inside the city. The city inside the city, yes. There's a wedding procession. Oh yeah. It sucked ass. It was chaotic. Stop getting married. Um, so here we are in the studio. So I got a chocolate glazed donut and then I got coffee and that was kind of a bold move because it's like halfway through the day. Halfway through the day, coffee. Mm. Uh, I've been not sleeping super well. Yeah, I'm drinking it. Can what I have some of that coffee? Oh, you want some of the coffee? Yeah. yeah I just burnt my mouth on it. Um, okay. It's not as hot anymore, so I cooled it for you. Yeah. Thanks for the cool coffee, mm-hmm. my cool friend, who's definitely not a song pervert. Oh, come on. Aren't we all? We all have our things. Ant perverts. I spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time the other day reading about the, like, the lives of ants but more like so the thing is is that if you just if you just look up ant so much of the material on ants is just like about how ants fuck that's like most of what they're concerned with like well, it's if pretty, you are uh, fascinating i think that from what you read to I me mean, from it the does internet. sound interesting but i think that if you are currently like if you're listening to this and you've got a romantic partner and they're going to like etymology school to study bugs. End it. Red flag. They are perverts. You think they're bug perverts? I think that they're bug perverts. All they want to know, all they their bug voyeurism. <laughs> they seem to be. They're so small, uh-huh. but they're spending so much time thinking about their small little ant parts. Well, but they've got these wild worlds. They've got these little worlds that they seem to be. You know, very invested in making these societies that almost mimic that of our own right. large world. No, there are so many fa- so no, there's so many fascinating things about ants, like mm-hmm. the fact that every single time that the colony reproduces year after year, for the there's like a thirty year life cycle for the queen, but then all of the workers have like a one year life cycle, and then they repeat the successful routes of their previous generation. The hive mind, the group memory. That shit's fascinating. I don't know. But you, that's, you're sounding kind of like an ant pervert now. Well, no, but that's only, so that's the thing. That's only 10% of what's written about when you just look up ant. The rest of it is just about ant jizz and uh-huh. like where they keep the jizz and how they make the new ants and how there's special ones that fuck. These are the special ants and that's 90% of the body. 10% of it is that cool like psychic mind melding shit. Most of it's about how they fuck. That is why I think that you need to break up with your future etymologist now because they're mostly just thinking about how those ants fuck. Is that bad? I think that there's other things about ants. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, you know, is it bad that your future etymologist is thinking about ants fuck- fucking? I mean, it might bring some spice into your bedroom life. I don't know what kind of spice. Prepare the semen receptacle. Is that how That's they what they fuck? call it. Is they it? call it the semen receptacle. Mm, don't love that. Don't love that, do you? Because <laughs> that's the official term. Well, 
Huh. Oh, sorry, sorry. Not semen receptacle, seminal receptacle, because it kind of rhymes, because I guess that they're kind of fun. That is kind of fun. That's much better, actually. I know it's just a slight change, but I like it significantly more. That does, okay, I'm sorry. I I gave a bad rap to uh-huh. everyone's etymologist partner. They're not thinking Call about Call your semen. etymologist partner. Tell them I, I got it all wrong. It's a seminal receptacle. Yes. <laughs> well, that's a seminal receptacle, and this is I Don't Heart Radio. I'm Summer Krinsky. And I'm Scott Murphy. This could be your favorite band. Hell yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. That was a transition. That was the best one. Stuck the landing. Mm-hmm. I'm going <laughs> to drink a little more of your coffee. I'm not going to clap off mic either. Are you sure? Hold me to it. I'll owe you an Indian, if uh, an Indian <laughs> cuisine, if. Are you giving me back this coffee? Um, yeah. I'm after give... you drank both of it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you gonna not finish you know, it? it? I thought we were sharing. You're just going to finish it. Okay. Well, well I will okay. finish it. Anyway, he meant Indian cuisine, if you did not catch his update there. I did <laughs> mean that. It's very important. We have an internal dialogue uh, where... We love Indian food, and we wager yeah. in Indian, in Indian food. food. Yeah, we take bets, uh, and it's like we weight it. Sometimes it's like three Indian foods to one, you know, if if it seems more likely that the other person We play the win. odds. Yeah, we, you have we got, to. You know, we got a bookmaker. Yeah, if both people want one side of the bet, then you have to- You got to spice it up. Yeah, you got to spread. Spread those bets. And we, we refer to it as- I owe you an Indian. And then I realized, just like when I say adrenochrome. You really need to give context. Full context. All right. From now on, I'm uh-huh. a full contextual person. Mm, from now from From here now forth. on. Beautiful. So we're going to talk about Perla. That's what we were listening to. It was really pretty. It was, it's really gorgeous. It's a, it's expansive. There, like within the five and a half minutes of the song, it moves through a lot of different territory. That's why I find it so interesting. Yeah, it's really creative songwriting. And I like a lot of how, I mean, it's using more like just traditional instrumentation, but they do some like very interesting rhythmic things that um, kind of flip how the feel to make it just stay fresh. Yeah, it's... uh... The of the specific song you want to do you know the title of the song that we had just listened to that's effort okay that's the new single nice uh, which I really just want to focus there's a prior EP but I'm just really excited about this upcoming album mm-hmm. it's it's got a whole lot going for it and it yeah it's very interesting because it is it's constantly flipping the feel and the emphasis while basically maintaining the same like harmonic structure throughout so that's like sweet you know it is cool writing bringing in different elements there's some really nice string section stuff which like factors into this new album pretty importantly well tell but us. the uh yeah the new album uh it's going to come out on october 21st so it's up for pre-sale right now uh it's called oh glistening onion the nighttime is coming that's the album title that is the album title oh glistening onion the nighttime, the nighttime is coming. coming. That sounds like um I I made that like random word poetry generator. Yeah. Um where it would like kind of spit out two line like it will spit out a few lines of poem and it sounds like something that might have emerged from that. 
Yeah, you don't even know how far on the synchronicity train you are. Really? Yeah. They're using my random poem generator? No, they're using gods, but we'll get into that. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's just, but it's fun. We're always, we're just, we're in the raccoon universe. We're deep in. So, uh, Perla is uh, is kind of the moniker of Nicole Rodriguez. They are a Brooklyn person. You know, they're going around. They uh, uh, they basically, they like finger puppets, poetry. Hell yeah. And consulting the I Ching. Oh, That's their all right. move. Up all right. my alley. Yeah, so. Gal after my own heart. They're really into the, you know, the mystic world of randomness, feeling like, you know, you're connected to the ooey-gooey universal center mm-hmm. when you go and you seek out, like, parallel thinking. And that's, uh, and I just feel like that's, once that informs the listening, it it makes it kind of all come together. There's a lot of, there's a lot of thoughts that come yeah. out in this. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously, we've had many conversations between us about this, and, uh, I, I had a, quite an obsession with using, I mean, the concepts of the I Ching and um, just using randomness as a creative tool. In the in the poem generator thing I made, it was using a Geiger counter, the time between scene radiation. Because, uh, like, of, like, background radiation, you, ha- you can s- usually measure, like, 1 to 60 particles per minute. Of just like we're in a world and it <laughs> and it is a radio even yeah exactly so uh, the time between though seeing it is is like uh, absolutely random lengths and you can use that uh, true randomness to see it a random number generator and that would spit out the poems so uh, very cool oak listening onion is gonna come out in October this is uh, following an EP they got on to Space Bomb Records, which is a like little boutique label out of Richmond. And the label head is a composer and string player. And they are contributing to the new record. So that's his string arrangement and orchestration. Trey Pollard uh, is doing that on effort. And it brings just this giant lushness to the writing that is really, really complimentary. And I think that that's what's, you know, it's what put this on my list. There was a whole lot of stuff that came out last week that was really exciting, but just hearing the wide open arrangement here really brought something to the table. So it's like a very fruitful uh, collaboration. Yeah, I mean, the songwriting's great, and when the the strings hit, they do so in such a, uh, just a large um, kind of it, it, it creates a depth of field to the sound that is um, really beautiful. Yeah, and then Space Bomb out of Richmond, they're focusing on like experimental pop, indie rock. It's mostly you know stuff that comes out and it gets like a little bit of like clap 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 critical acclaim, and then you know lives in that world. But notably, in 2020, they did put out uh, Tim Heidecker's, like, serious album, (laughs) Fear of Death. He had a serious album? He had a serious album about being afraid of dying. And he wasn't being funny. 
No. It just was it just sad? It's like a it's like a sad folk record. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know if I want to hear that. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> No, we're it's not. Like, it's like how I make serious music, but I don't think anyone wants to hear me be fu- try to be funny. Like, I right. think I'm funny. But Isn't that I don't technically really... what we're doing right now? Yeah, and no one wants to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, Tim, put it out. Tim, they put out Tim's I'm sure record. it's good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. So, uh, and then that's, you know, it's kind of fun when you find like a little micro label like this that is mostly focusing on finding new stuff, but then they kind of get one. Uh-huh. You know, like, ah, we got this one. Uh, and that's fun. Yeah, that's cool. They got Tim. We kind of, like, briefly talked about it, but the I Ching, uh, you know, the Book of Changes, as it is known, uh, is, like, an ancient Chinese mystical text that's been used for um, divination, grounding, uh, and, uh, you know, planning your day. For the last two thousand years, uh, are it, you? Yeah, it, it comes from like the concepts of like we as humans get into these routines and patterns of how our lives go, and I mean, we we often call it you and I. I feel like we call it people's cycles, and um, sometimes to break out of a cycle that is not the best, not the healthiest, it doesn't seem fruitful. You kind of need just something to snap, something to change. And sometimes that comes in the form of, a, you know, moving or a new job or someone. Changing your hair. Yeah. Getting a new shirt. Um, But the I Ching was sort of this using, incorporating randomness, incorporating um, kind of like interpreting a message of randomness into your daily routine. It also kind of interestingly is is sort of some people have called it the first use of the i of binary code as in it is uh you basically you, you it's toss, a hex system or no it's a binary system you well binary becomes hex yeah but the point is that it's a zero or one so you toss a stick and the way it lands or crosses is uh, a yes or a no yeah so but the it, it is that but it's a collection you throw you do six tosses but that's not what hex is in coding <laughs> hex is just um using a different base so so 0 or 1 is the ba- is base 2 so 2 to the power of whatever mm-hmm. so hex is a different base like you know how logarithmic is base 10 uh-huh so it's just diff- it's just different base that's but it doesn't matter okay so it's <laughs> So the thing is, is that the six tosses yes. de- determine that, like, it's it's more than a zero or a one. Oh, it's you're the- saying it is base six? Yes. I thought that each toss, whether the sticks cross or not, is a zero or a one. Yes, but then the six as a whole is its own. That within that the takes X. you to the hexagram. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> 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 go on, go on. No, Tell I me mean, how I'm wrong. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's the interaction of your six tosses take you to the hexagram. So there's a whole collection. It's a big fucking book, uh-huh. and then these uh, it will direct you to a passage, and then that's the hex. And then each individual toss can then be looked at if it's a crossing toss, if it's a zero or a one, mm-hmm. and then where it lands 
within the tosses will take you to like a sub variable of your reading. Yeah. But the six as a whole translates to, to a specific a one meaning. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, but the so the point of it and what's kind of interesting and I think like a really important distinction. So it's 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 how you interpret whatever random thing is given to you. So it's not like the random thing tells you exactly what to do or exactly what's coming or is a future prediction. And and to me that's what the benefit of like things that like the people are attracted to like astrology or psychics. Right. Um I personally see it as a uh like the thing itself isn't real. But if you can incorporate or interpret what it showed you or what it whatever message it helps you gives you a deeper understanding of what is real in your life by having to see it having to put it through this lens of random guidance and and so I, I don't think that there's any chance personally I, I don't think that there's any chance that the day you were born has anything to do with what some website tells you or the newspaper tells you your horoscope is. But if you can you can put that aside to incorporate the randomness. Randomness is a gift. And randomness can help you direct your in, intentions and your organize your thoughts in new ways that are breaking out of patterns and sometimes that's what you need to change or to to move forward um so uh, anyway it 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 all kind of stems from the same thing and it all goes back to the I Ching as the kind of originator yeah do you have a question for the I Ching right now i do of course i do all Um, right let's cast our hex should i quit my job to pursue music full-time now, you are putting this into a computer, and this is not throwing sticks on the ground. It's going to do random casting. I see. It's a, it's, we've reduced the stick throwing to a random casting I'm, I'm on eachingonline.net. Well, that seems a fit. You know what I'm going to believe? I think that it sends it to someone. It's going to send it to someone mountain, who's on a mountain. Okay. Alone. And they just have one little computer with a little... Uh, like one of those little satellite connections. It's kind of on dial-up. It's like like a little uh-huh. AOL yeah. man's running yep. right yep. now. And uh, they, they're going to get this message. They're going to throw the sticks for us because they have like a plenty plenty of sticks on the mountain. So many sticks. Okay. I throw like... the first cast. I throw the second cast. You're just hitting a button. Yes. The third, fifth, and sixth. And we have cast Hex 4. Let's read our guidance. A fresh spring at the foot of the mountain. The superior person refines their character by being thorough in every activity. The sage does not recruit students. The students seek them. They ask nothing but a sincere desire to learn. If the student doubts or challenges their authority, the sage regretfully cuts their losses. So wait, should I quit my job? So <laughs> that's the, with this is all interpretation. Right. 
Who there, is the sage? Who is the who's the student? There's a fresh spring. That sounds the, like quitting your job. That's that's a Let's fresh start. Let's go line start. by line. Well, yeah. We do have to go line by line. This okay. needs interpretation. For sure. You know, there's the fresh spring at the foot of the mountain. So it's at the, you know, it's at the foot of the mountain. It's not coming down the mountain. Uh-huh. We're at the foot. The superior person. So it's, we've got two characters, the uh-huh. superior person and the sage. Maybe both both are within you. Both ah, options. There you are could two both wolves. be this superior person and the sage. Sage doesn't sound bad though. Is sage no. a bad thing? Sage is good. Sage yeah. means wise. Right. So yeah. but who's the superior person then? They're superior to the sage? We just I, got both. I think that this is kind of like an Ubermensch kind of situation. Okay, right, you know, okay, you, okay. we're we're tearing down the world in order to build one of our own sure. by becoming the superior person. Why, why would I need a teacher if I am the most supreme being? Uh, the superior person or someone who seeks to be a superior person because they refine their character by being thorough in every activity. So that's to say that in order to become, it's not an inherent thing to be superior. And to be thorough in every activity would mean that if you're not going to be able to be thorough in both activities, you do need to choose one. Yes. That is, I mean, that's what I'm... This is the lens through which I'm seeing it. This is that's, how I am that's my... incorporating it into my reality. Then we get into the sage. Right. The sage does not recruit students. The students seek them. And that's... That's ambiguous. That's ambiguous, but I think that it's very powerful. You know, you don't, you don't go just like waving it around and like hey you don't go waving it around <laughs> tell me more oh wise one who wants this <laughs> what are you waving what are you waving around oh we were talking about louie again i thought we were i thought we were asking whether or not i'm quitting my job to pursue music full-time who's getting waved okay so <laughs> I, I'm trying to. I'm trying Have you to, brought up Louie on every episode of this podcast? Every single one. I'm it's so wild. Sorry. It's, it's like so, a tick when it, you're on it mic. Is t- it is. <laughs> you never oh, talk a, about him off mic. Oh, I was just talking about him off mic. Maybe like it's just two your tick. days ago. You just, it is. It is just a tick. Huh. It's it's that unfortunate thing That's where it was one. like it was such a thing. I was a young man, and it, it was. <laughs> wasn't that long ago? <laughs> it was like it was like seven years ago. Well, has it been that long? Since since Louis got canceled, really? Yeah, you've been counting. I've been then. counting. You just can't stop well, talking it was about like, it. I was nineteen, and then he really hit the scene with the specials, and then it, you know, it was like, it, I was like, oh, cool, a a, a man, a you man were a figure. You you were you were like uh, you felt like a it's he, you were you were a fan. I was a fan, and I feel like how it must feel to have like thought that Jordan Peterson was cool four years ago. Before he got all weak. Before. Forgot to clean his fucking room. <laughs> and the meat attacked him. And, you know, it was like, oh, you're a guiding, you're a guiding force for me. I am a 19-year-old boy, uh-huh. and I need a daddy. Yeah. And I was like, ah, look, at this could be my new daddy. And then it turns out that he was bad. So it's like kind of like a, it's the, there's now a you, lot of like. you talk about him every day. There's, there, yeah, yeah, there's a scarring there. Processing. So, <laughs> all right. Louis aside, 
<laughs> the sage does not recruit students. The students seek them. Who's the sage? So I I think that you're the sage. I think that the, Ooh, the sage and the superior person They're are one and the same. Confusing. It could be a trans... Oh, also, this has been translated like 50,000 times. Uh-huh. So it is confusing. Okay, but so who are the students? So a student... Am I would, the student and the sage? I don't Christ. think you're the no. student and the okay. stage. You, you're, you're seeking to be a the sage. superior sage. I see. So you can't... So your music, your music career, mm-hmm. you don't want to be selling beats for five dollars on like Fiverr. Yeah. That's seeking student that's seeking clients. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. You want them to come to you. You do that by quitting your job. Hell yeah you do it by quitting So so that's the thing is is uh I uh, when you when you propose a question, most of the time you do have a gut feeling and an intuition of what's right for you. But the complexities of being a person in the world and weighing uh, positives and negatives and all the stuff that we have to process of existing and, uh, you know, paying bills and living in a body and still that weird stuff. It all kind of seeps together and and it's hard to listen to your gut. Um, Sometimes I feel like I'm like out of touch with my gut. And then some other times I know exactly what's happening in it. And uh I think that these kind of exercises, if you can see them as that, they they're tools to contact your gut. <laughs> they're like uh they're gut they're like scobies. They're like uh yogurt. Little yogurt. They're like going probiotics down. for the brain gut. For for talking to your little your inner, you know, arrow that points you in a direction but sometimes it feels like you know when you're on google maps and you're like you're like going one direction and then it says you're going the other way and it just gets a little scrambled you're in new york there's buildings everywhere they're really tall there's too many people it it used to do that all the time nowadays it's got a lot of better it's gotten quite a yeah anyway uh sometimes it feels like the compass got scrambled and you're like you're made of magnets and you're looking at a compass and it's like it keeps turning where is north. So I think that these kind of, if you can see these things, because I think a lot of people get fooled into following someone that they think needs to interpret like what we were just doing yes. right now. And and the point is you can interpret it yourself and your interpretation of whatever randomness generator you use. Um is what matters. Your interpretation is what is, it, it's just trying to uncover what you wanted to do to start. And what I wanted to do to start was quit my job. To yeah. And I think that music. we, and I think that we found a way to bend this message to your will. I love it. That rules. Yeah. Gut so do you checked. Have a question. I don't have any questions. I'm the wise sage. What? <laughs> you don't have any questions? You're the wisest sage? Yeah, why would I why would I need to ask anyone above me? Oh. I uh, mean, would you ask someone oh, oh, okay. who is hold on, the hold fastest? On. I know, I know. This is this is going to be the best to this is going to be the best se- segue in all time. Okay. Shall I 
talk about Philip K. Dick. Throw the coin six times. <laughs> click, click, click. I've cast 21. Isn't that too many? No. Oh, it's, no, it's that's the he- number. Sorry, I understand. Text 21. Okay, sure. The merciless searing judgment of lightning fulfills the warning prophecies of distant thunder. Sage rulers preserved justice by clearly defining the laws and by delivering the penalties decreed. Though unpleasant, it is best to let justice have its due. So, yeah? So, yeah, though unpleasant, I'm going to talk about a Philip K. Dick book. Uh, Your second favorite thing, other than talking about how Louis' disappointment screwed up something oh fundamental in the universe Uh uh-huh so yes you were yeah anyway okay philip k dick what does he have to do with this okay so um the man in the high castle Mm -hmm. 1963 novel it's the one uh, this is the most commercially successful that philip k dick was in his career uh it got on like a bunch of the lists it won him the hugo award uh, and, you know, kind of like right in the middle of his career, 1963. So, you know, started doing like pulp sci-fi in the 50s. Uh, and then he went on to do like all the speed stuff in the late 60s, the really good ones. But The Man in the High Castle is a very good book. And it's all centered around the, um, it's an alternate history novel. So it asks the question of what if, the Nazis won World War II, what would the world look like? Mm-hmm. And then it follows a few characters in uh, Nazi America. You know, total side Please. story of what of what I think of the moment anyone says alternate history is that stupid movie where, and I never watched it to be fair because it sounded like the dumbest pre- premise for a movie ever. What if, it sounded like the most boomer-ass story ever to be written because this Uh is such a jerk-off fantasy of every boomer man I know. What if the Beatles didn't exist, but I knew all of their music? Oh, I did not watch that either. I was just like, did, like, oh, it just made for so many dads who know, like, one song on their fancy guitar Oh, yeah. they can just barely. They can't play out of first position. They can. They have a capo, but they don't really know how to but use it. But what if it. I wrote? But Love what Me if? Do. Yeah. What if, what if? No one else remembered it, and then I, of course, knew all of it. And don't obviously, I love the Beatles. Right. I'm, I'm, big fan. Discussed. I'm a big, fan, big fan. But I. Ugh. But I ugh. hate boomer dads. <laughs> just. Just such a like. I just hate whoever came up with that premise. Uh, and people were like, watch it, it's great. And I was like, I refuse. No. I refuse. Tasteless. Anyway. Horrible concept. Different kind of alternate history. No, this history. is a much, much better alternate history. It's yeah. one where the Nazis won. So uh, Nazis win, and then they divide America with Japan. Mm-hmm. That's the... And then it's kind of like a read on the tenuous relationship between the Axis powers where, like, the Japanese and the Nazis weren't like best friends. Yeah, of so they just went like uh, Japan gets the West Coast, Germany gets the East Coast, and then there's kind of like a, a buffer zone in the Midwest. That's like the imagining of 
uh-huh. the of the new uh, imperial United States okay. in this alternate history, and it follows a few different characters. And the thing is, is while simultaneously while Philip K. Dick was writing it, he was he was casting the I Ching to decide where the story would go. And then he has his characters do the same cast to make their like internal decisions within the book. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so he casts it as him, the writer. So he's casting it like in his own personal life to decide where the book is going to go. Where and it's going to go as far as story-wise? The overarching story. The macro. The macro. Okay. But then the characters are doing the same cast with their own micro decisions. Huh. Like with their interpersonal lives. Yeah. So it's it's working on that level. So it's an alternate history. They are, uh, multiple characters are being guided through the same spiritual force uh, as they navigate like Nazi America. And there's uh, this, it, the book is so deep because like that's super cool. Then there's this whole thing about like the worthiness of art. One of the, um, one of the main characters, uh, Frank, is a uh, is an artisan on the in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and the Japanese. There's a huge market for um, nostalgic Americana items like cowboys stuff. Yeah, and so Frank is a master counterfeiter. Because all of this nostalgic stuff was destroyed in the war, and there's a like secret black market for very very good knockoffs, so he expertly crafts like toy pistols that are you know supposedly from 1865, and then these are what are incredibly valuable. But Frank is also a highly skilled artisan who um, can make his own personal art, but it's not valued. That's kind of like there's an amazing Netflix documentary. I can't think of the name right now. That's a it's about uh, an incredible art forger. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You watched it. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, great. it's great. And it's like he was able to forge. I mean, down to the very details of of the kind of paint and what would be within it from different eras, and then obviously just an incredible. Uh, like uh, knowledge of materials and the time and like the kind of air quality and things like that. Yeah. And then and then that combined with this incredible artist skill of being a painter that could paint expertly in all these different styles and his own paintings were wo- worthless, but he made all of his money from these the forgeries. forgeries. Yeah. So that's a that's like a that's a huge theme in the book. But then the thing is, is that they, there are the, just these people living their lives in like Nazi-occupied America, and there's a resistance that's forming uh-huh. from the Midwest. And what they discover is uh, through their own personal uh, like experimentation with the I Ching is that there is a, a science fiction author who has written an alternate history book called the grasshopper the grasshopper lies heavy and it imagines a world in which america won oh, world war Two. real topsy-turvy so yes he's writing in this world yeah he's doing a real multiverse thing 
it's so good. And then the belief is if they can get a hold, it's ba- the book is banned. The uh-huh. Nazis banned it. So the belief is that this book is magical. And if they can get a hold of it, then they can open up a doorway to this, the universe where America won. And people are having these mystical experiences like interconnected uh, throughout the throughout the United States, like uh-huh. people in New York, people in Colorado, people in San Francisco, where they are experiencing a sense of like deja vu uh, and like a remembrance of this universe that exists in the grasshopper lies heavy. Uh-huh. And then one of the most fundamental spiritual experiences occurs when one of the Japanese businessmen that buys Frank's forgeries sees one of his original works and it's just like a perfectly crafted sphere and he takes Frank aside and says that it is the most beautiful thing he's ever seen it's it's better than like the forgeries of pistols and stuff and that it uh through its simplicity of design it exhibits a like intense spiritual quality and that it means way, way, way more than like one of these forgeries could ever mean. And it's kind of like the first time that he's affirmed in his own personal art. And then he has a full-on break where he like falls asleep and then wakes up in um, non-Nazi-occupied America. And it like changes his entire perspective. And then he like takes on the mantle of a hero. Wait, so he 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 wakes up in the midwest or he wakes up in the other he wakes alternate... up in san francisco in the alternate universe wow. okay. and then he pops back into a nazi world and then teams up with a a woman in distress that's like fleeing from new york and that's that's like the and then there's even more in this book this book rules yeah and it's all centered around like the like using randomness to break out of like a very strict society oh wow yeah it sounds so layered yeah, that one's that one's really great. Uh, which also it did get made into a television show. Is it bad? It's okay. Okay. <laughs> but the funniest thing is, uh, so it came out in 2015, and it's on um, it's on Amazon. So they it's got all that Amazon money. So someone in a marketing department thought that it would be like the best idea to go to Brooklyn and cover the subway in fucking swastikas. What? Yes. What? Uh, yes, this is the this is their Did you mar- shoot the thing? Or- no, no, it's a marketing. It's a marketing campaign. Like what? so all of the billboards, it's just like swastika and like iron eagles and American flag like a like an American flag with an iron eagle on it and so like everyone the, was just like, there's a hate crime happening. No but, one was like, let's watch this no, TV it show. It gets worse. It's not just billboards. They wrapped all of the subway cars in fucking swastikas and Iron Eagle American flags. Hold on. Just, Wait, was this like a guerrilla marketing effort? Which, or was this like approved by- This the- was approved by Amazon. This was an Amazon- uh, but was it approved by like the transportation system? Yes, they they must have paid them to wrap it, unless they just well, like went yeah, yeah, there yeah, yeah, and yeah. started. Because it was an ad campaign. Okay, they paid. Yeah, this was advertising. They were like, "This is good advertising." It's something. I mean, it's it will get your attention. I wouldn't call it good advertising. 
Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at you. this image. Um, bring it to me because I'm quite blind. I do not wear my glasses and everything is blurry. Okay. We got some... We got some... Is that... That's a swastika? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So there's a... It just covered. Like, it's... They wrapped the subway cars. I was in New York at this time. You were like, like what this is was happening? A, this was like an event. Everyone okay, just went... Like inside. Yes, it's on the inside. I was imagining on the outside, like they just like graffiti <laughs> them with swastikas. No, it's it's on the inside. Like you get into the car and you're just in Nazi land, and then you step out of the car and it's just swastika billboards everywhere. The title and- of this article is <laughs> Mayor Bill de Blasio called on Amazon to remove irresponsible and offensive advertisements for its dystopian new television program. Wow, yeah, I mean that Looks bad. <laughs> so that's just like one of the funniest things I've ever seen happen. I, I, where is, I want to look up the LinkedIn profile of the uh, lead who, campaign. Who was the, who was your marketing director? Whose man is this? <laughs> and where do they work now? And what other ideas have they come up with? I'm fascinated by oh, that. Oh, we do. Okay. Because sometimes if you swing big. Right. You know, did he get it? Did he get a little private like, talking to this one? Big swing, big swing and a miss. Big, huge. You might have like spun around with the bat and fallen over a little bit, and it was like everyone laughed at you. That was weird. But you know, if you had connected, could have been a home run. <laughs> that would have been. And you wild. need to put that kind of you know enthusiasm enthusiasm between behind the things that you do to hit a home run. You can't you can't just be taking little. You know, chips at the ball. You gotta, you gotta swing like you. It's mean a it. go big or go home moment. So, maybe this person has some wild, like amazing ideas. This was just a, this was a bad one. <laughs> this one, this is not so good. Okay, so if anyone finds out who this marketing uh, director was, just email I don't heart radio pod at gmail Yes, please. And also, you know what we forgot to do, speaking of marketing? Oh, we should tell you that you, if you enjoy what you're listening to um, or not, you know, you're here. And while you're here, you're on a tablet or a computer or a phone device of some sort. Uh, There's some way that you're hearing my voice enter your brain. Um, I hope that it's a digital way and not... Just like that you're hearing me in your head because that would be kind of weird. And given that that is probably what's happening, uh, I would love if you just open that device up and you looked at that place where you can give us stars. There's a whole there's a five star situation. Give us five. Um, You give us all five of those. You fill that out. One, two, three, four, five. And you give us a review. You rate us on Apple Podcasts. You rate us on Spotify. You rate us on Sir, another op- there's other options, and I should know it. Thumbs up all of them. Because I, I'm not trying to live within just this world where we just have Apple and Tidal and Spotify, and uh, that's why we call this I Don't Heart Radio, but I can't rage against every machine. That's for you. So wherever you are raging against the machine on your weird podcasting app, I love it. I support you, but give us five stars. Give us a, a, a rating and a review because that's how other people will find this, and... Th- 
We can keep bringing you cool music and talking about mainly unrelated things. <laughs> it's a little bit of here's this, and, and I do think this Perla thing. Like I'm, I'm willing to bet on it. I think it's gonna blow up. Oh, huge! Yeah, it's a great song. It, that, and I'm excited for the album. And uh, uh, the other things that we have to plug is that if you happen to be in Detroit, Michigan, Midwest, if you're in the Midwest. Uh, safe area between the the <laughs> the Nazi the land and forces. the Japan, Japanese yeah the, between the two <laughs> imperial forces. If we're living in that world and you're uh, in a driving distance, come uh, see us at UFO Factory on August third. We're playing. Uh, it's the only show on the books at the moment, though we have a few more things we're going to be announcing coming up. Um, but it's our only show in this uh, area of the country for a while. So. Uh, we're playing a new song that we've never played live before, um, and we are playing a few old songs that we haven't played in years. So, exciting stuff. Come see us live, UFO Factory, and uh, we have Turtle Doves and Ocean Above on the bill. Turtle Doves are from Cincinnati, and their music is incredible, and we're really excited to bring them to town. I'm a huge fan, so it's going to be a good show. Also... What's your Instagram handle, my friend? My Instagram handle is a ton of underscore mastering. Spell your strange name. Oh, yes. It's A-T-O-N-U-V. U-V. Like those rays that come from the sun and they give you cancer. A ton of Of cancer. And my handle is at Summer Like the Season Music. It's the longest handle you can possibly have. Get to typing. Get those fingers working. Get them moving. I know you've just been. This is an exercise routine. Yeah. You got it. Let's get going. You got to. You got to get those thumbs going because today, in this day and age, you got. You got to use those thumbs to type. Who 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 writes with a pen? Who who walks around? Just get get those thumbs active. Active thumbs. That's what we're doing. And there is an Instagram for the podcast. Oh, yeah. It's at I Don't Heart Radio Pod. And you can also email us uh, music that is coming out that uh, you think is worthy of note. And it maybe isn't uh, getting the love and People appreciation. People aren't putting their thumbs on it enough. Well, we are happy to uh, take a listen and we will share it if we like it. So I Don't Heart Radio Pod at gmail.com. Is uh, subject line? I just, my gut instinct is to just say Nazi train. I'm sorry. Mm. It's what was on my brain. Well, you you make your choice. You make your choice. That was, it could be anything. Not Nazi train. Not Nazi train. Is the move. Yes. So what... Uh, before we, what was the reaction? You were there. You were in. Oh yeah, New York during this. I was in New York during it, and everyone was upset. Now the thing is that like I knew what it was, so people were just coming up. They're like, "There's just Nazi shit everywhere. What's happening?" And I'm like, "It's a book by Philip K. Dick, and it's like an imagination of like what if the Nazis won." And it's like this is a very bad marketing campaign, but I do like the book, and the book is good, and maybe oh, the show's boo. gonna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was bad. It was just it was just a bunch of Nazi trains. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fun chat. It wasn't fun. And I wasn't that annoying about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. You I wasn't recounting no. many conversations you had. No. Just now summarized no, in no, the one. No, 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 no. It was more 
I wasn't defending the Nazi trains. Uh-huh. I was just explaining why they existed. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. people were like, why is this happening? And I was like, bad marketing. For this book, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. In, in, you know, you gotta... You gotta explain. You gotta defend the book. The book is good. The book has no sympathies. Uh-huh. That's to, good. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. There's not, like, a sympathetic Nazi character or anything, uh-huh. like, cringe like that. No. Not like, oh, I learned. They're just, like, there's a lot of, like, they just get, uh, there's a trucker, and he kills a lot of Nazis. Hey. Hey. All right. Pretty good stuff. Uh-huh. You know what's a nice thing? Tell me uh, a nice thing. Perla's website just has this little quote, and it's just a nice thing to end on. How do you explain the coincidences when each day is mostly dream? Beautiful. That is beautiful. Uh, We'll see you next Thursday. Next Thursday. This Thursday. This Thursday. Every Thursday. How could you be so...